1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If we had to do the running of the bases at the uh, Bisons, who would be the fastest base runner? Like go around, all, like touch them all and come home. Who would be the fastest?
2: Probably say Bucky. <laughs> no,
1: I don't know. I was going to say Mickey. I was going to say Mickey or... Well, I'll say Kloosh
2: then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that, that's not likely to happen, but here's the thing. Mm. Maybe it does happen tonight when you go to the Bison's game and we celebrate the Bandits' latest championship. You have no idea what to expect other than the Bandits' championship celebration begins in the plaza outside KeyBank Center at 5 tonight. There'll be on-stage player appearances, of course. The Bandits will be there. There's going to be so much fun happening. And, of course, then up Washington Street we go to Salem Field. Dane Smith, first pitch, 6.30. Cal Buchanan's predicting a ball, and uh, I don't know, Marty, whether there will be live odds available on this, but we know that the summer of Dane is already underway. It's the Bisons and the Mets tonight at 7.05, <clears throat> NLL Cup trophy photo opportunities at Salem Field until 8 p.m. Can't wait for all of it to unfold. Now, joining us from a lacrosse hotbed, none other than our hockey insider, Darren Drager from TSN. Hi, Drags.
2: Hey, how are you? One of my biggest regrets, okay, back in the day my son was playing both lacrosse and hockey as most people in this part of Ontario do, uh and felt like he had to focus more on hockey, which was ridiculous. He didn't. He should have been playing baseball. I mean, you know, the age old argument. Um but now some of his 2001 buddies have gone on to, you know, terrific lacrosse careers. I think of uh young adam potter who's uh, at loyola and some of these other very very good players but yeah i've i've watched more than my share of lacrosse games that uh, did or didn't involve my son well what's the biggest
0: uh talking point we should dive into today marty why don't you steer dregs here based on everything mm. we've canvassed from our audience so far at <laughs> sabers live this afternoon
1: well i'm gonna start with a bit of a curveball dregs because um last week you said oh Kevin Adams, general manager, Kevin Adams would be looking to shore up the, the decor more than a goalie. Like it's a defense. Yeah. And then there's rumblings of Brett Pesci, maybe being available from Carolina. Like what's, what's going on there? Why would they do yeah. that? Number one. And could that be a fit in Buffalo?
2: Well, look, it's, it's all uh contract related with Brett Pesci, right? And when you look at the roster of the Carolina Hurricanes, what you don't see is big, long contracts. You just don't, for the most part, right? Uh, So I'm sure that there's going to be a continued back and forth between the Brett Pesci camp and Don Waddell and the Carolina Hurricanes, but we know that they've engaged, at least in some trade dialogue, conversation with clubs, and Brett uh, Pesci would tick a lot of boxes. Um, you know, the worry would be whether you're Carolina or Buffalo or any team that's able to land Pesci. Okay, what does that extension look like? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as simple as saying, "Okay, Brett Pesci is the right fit for the Buffalo Sabers." As a player, you can see how he might help the team and how he might be a decent fit, but beyond that, you have to enge- uh, engage in the negotiation. And so, I would say that Brett Pesci would be one of a of a handful, maybe a number. Of defensemen that Kevin Adams would be looking at, but it's not an overly deep market because again, teams with top four D unless you're going through a full retool rebuild, you know, they're unlikely available. So he's got work to do.
1: I was just going to. I was just thinking and daydreaming of a Joe Pesci montage on the (laughs) on the jumbotron when Brett Pesci would score a goal, and I think that would be awesome. Bring all the uh, uh, Lethal Weapons moments when uh, Joe Pesci is on there, and that would be fantastic.
0: (laughs) Drags, are you are you feeling like because of what you just stated about top four D? Are you feeling like the price has gone up because of how the marketplace has unfolded in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks?
2: yeah probably duffer but the the price is always high on that type of player right Mm -hmm. and and normally it's it's a team like buffalo that's completely on the upswing or a team like the oilers who fell short as an example losing to the vegas golden knights and looking at that stand of trees on on defense for the golden Knights and going okay well in a big way that's how you win a, a stanley cup we need to get one of those or a couple of those so it's really, really difficult. Um, you know, now, another name I'll throw out there that's kind of been speculated on, and they haven't quite decided yet, but I think that the Calgary Flames will find out more on what the direction Noah Hannafin is in mm. the very near future. So, you know, there are names out there, right? There are, and there are guys who potentially are in play, but you you really even, the the shopping general managers can't be certain of who is in play uh, until you you get to that place, and maybe it's, you know, the draft in Nashville or even on the draft floor where clubs have opportunities that maybe they weren't expecting or didn't know about until then where you can strike because they're trying to facilitate another move.
1: Okay. And I'm going to ask this one. Uh, sorry, Duffer, because Mike George 83 on Twitter is asking because we ask people on social media, do you have questions for Dregs? Bring them up. And I think this is pretty yeah. good because it again is with the Sabres and they're moving forward. Uh, basically, qu- really quick, what's the market for Olsson look like? Like Victor Olsson, obviously, has been in the, some rumors over the last week that there could be a change of scenery for Victor Olsson and that Kevin Adams could look at that. Uh, what's the market for Olsson look like? Like, what does a goal scorer like him be able to go out and fetch?
2: Well, I mean, teams are always looking for goal scoring. You know, that's that's pretty obvious. Uh, I've only heard that name. In- in media speculation, and and that doesn't mean that it's not real, Marty. Don't don't take that the wrong way because I'll look at Travis Konechny and the Philadelphia Flyers or Scotty Lawton, who we've talked about before, and there's a reason why you're going to see a name like those names on trade bait graphics on TSN and and all over the National Hockey League media um, because somebody has thrown that name out there. Uh, but it kind of feels like if if Olafson is a piece that the Buffalo Sabers have to include, then it's got to be something that's significant coming back, right? I mean that would that would make sense. So you're either talking about adding that defense, or maybe getting into a goalie market that Kevin Adams isn't hot and bothered by. But maybe there's an opportunity to upgrade in that position that he really wasn't considering at an affordable price. But I, I mean, I'll poke around, I'll dig on it. But I haven't heard from another team that Olafson is uh, is definitely in play. Do you think Konechny will be? Well, I know that the Flyers are listening, right? And normally when you're listening and you're not saying, yeah, that's a hard no unless you come back with something that's going to change my mind, mm-hmm. then I, I think there's a decent chance. I do. Um, but, you know, again, I, I keep beating the drum of Scotty Lawton because he's such a serviceable player. Uh, and then I want to flip back in defense of those two guys and the position that Briere is in you know, Philadelphia needs to at least stay competitive, you know, right? Like going through a rebuild. We know that, well, those two players are pretty competitive and pretty important, you know, to the fan base and in, in trying to establish that. But if, if someone makes the offer um, and, and look like the Vancouver Canucks are in a, in a bit of a pressure situation there, right? Uh-huh. You know, they go out, they make the coaching changes that they made and, um, I'm not saying that Rick Tockett wasn't a popular hire. He's a very good coach. And I think that the fan base has learned to appreciate that. It was more about dispatching Bruce Boudreau and telling the fans that this is a team that isn't going to continue to kind of wallow. No, they're going to turn the corner very quickly. Well, they need a number three center. They can't go without a, an upgrade at, at number three center position. So, you know How do you do that and, and free up some money, which they also have to do? Well, you can do that via trade and probably have to give up something that you're not going to love having to give up, but that's how you acquire players like Lawton or Konechny. Um, So unless you want to go into free agency and then you've got Alex Kerfoot, but that doesn't help your cap situation. So that's a scenario that I could see unfolding and perhaps encouraging Philly to make a move like that.
1: I was going to go with the um... – the buyout window opening tomorrow, but because you're mentioning the Flyers, um, did they hire John LeClaire to play? Or (laughs) is he an advisor (laughs) to hockey operations? Uh, I mean, I seen John LeClaire at an uh, all-star like alumni game, and he can still shoot. Now he's a lot bigger than he was, but he was already big. (laughs) Um, What what do you make of that? Like Danny Briere, kind of... Key Jones, you know, getting yeah, Patrick Sharp, Patrick Sharp oh, no, and no, on and on and on. It used to be like Bobby Special Clark Actors? and Paul Holmgren, and it yeah. was those guys. It feels like now they moved on to a different generation of alumni with Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing, right? You know, they're they're trying to shift the culture there, um, and that would have fully been endorsed endorsed by by uh, Jonesy and by Briere, of course. You know, Patty Sharp now involved in that process. Somebody joked on Twitter when Leclerc was announced that, you know, what is, is Renberg coming in as well? Yes. You know, is Eric, you know, doing much? I mean, maybe Lindros wants to, you know, continue to, to, to kind of mend things with the Flyers as an organization. It's somewhat tongue in cheek, but you know, those guys were, were such a big part of, uh, I would say a fairly successful history in Philadelphia and they're all bright hockey ma- minds and, I, I think it's good. Hey, the more people that you have insulating and surrounding Danny Briere, I think the better chance he has of winning a battle with John Tortorella. Whatever that battle looks like. And trust me, you know... With, with Torts having a seat at that management table, there is going to be some so, interesting debates and discussions.
1: So what they did a lot last year is whenever they had a um, a town hall, like they would bring season ticket holder. Yeah. And instead of bringing Chuck to talk to the fans, they brought Briere because they couldn't boo Danny Briere. Well, now he's the GM, so they could boo him, but they're going to bring John LeClaire on stage. And well, what are you going to do? You can't nah. boo John LeClaire. Nah. So that's why they're doing, they're protecting their own by adding this buffer zone around
2: hey jonesy's dumb like a fox right we've been around him a long long time (laughs) in media circles uh whether it's horse racing or hockey (laughs)
1: Yeah. yeah
2: keith jones has every angle covered back to the blue line quickly um most likely to depart from the blue
0: jackets based on their now surplus of defensemen
2: that's a good question uh you know the the expectation is, as we know, that yeah, they've got a glut of them, so they're mm-hmm. they're they're going to dangle one or two of those guys out there. Uh, the question is, who is it and who's most likely? And to be fair, I don't have a harm or a firm answer on that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a number of guys that you could see in play, but they're not in a hurry either. I mean, the one thing you know is that teams always covet you know good defense. Maybe they wait until the unrestricted free agent market drifts through, right? And there's yeah. going to be teams that don't get the player that they want. And and more often than not, because the salary cap doesn't appear to be going up as much as most teams would prefer, you know, you want to make a trade rather than sign a free agent because you manage the money better that way. So, hey, yarmo has got a plan. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's not just collecting good defense at some point. You know he's probably going to have to or want to add a forward, and then mm-hmm. maybe at that point that's a scenario that
1: makes sense. Have yeah, you heard the name Jake Bean at all, or it's like, out there. Uh, yeah, it's
2: a, that's out there. That's out there. But uh, I don't. Again, it's it's always hard. And I talk to a number of NHL executives on a weekly basis, and they'll admit, yeah, I've heard that name, but have you heard that directly from the general manager or are you hearing that because you, you follow certain people on Twitter and, and you see the speculation that's out there, but I have heard being in a, in a bigger, in a bigger kind of scale discussion.
0: Yeah. And peak is interesting too, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. got three years left and he's got yeah. size and he's a right D. He also right. is holding the green jacket after a dash 41 last year, but I obviously <laughs> that's yeah. completely because of the situation that they yeah. were in, which is without, any top defenseman, and you had very little in the way of goaltending as well. Uh, Marty, any last one for Drake? Oh, here quickly
1: we... on Aiden Hill, we talked about him earlier yes. in the show, but is this yeah. like a Vegas as a, a race to try to sign him before July 1st? Because if not, uh, the door opens and uh, probably walked away in free agency. Yeah,
2: look, I mean, that's the plan, right? Is for Jerry Johansson, who represents Aiden Hill, to have that conversation with Kelly McCrimmon first you know, find out what the appetite is to to get him extended. I would think it would be pretty high. But then what's the market look like for Aiden Hill? Does he leave money on the table? It feels like he's going to have to if he wants to stay in Vegas. And is that fair to him? Well, that's the business side. But it starts with the Vegas Golden Knights and Aiden Hill. Five seconds or less. Dubois for DeBrinket. Who says no?
1: Ooh. Uh, Dubois. Dubois. Of yeah. course, he says no to everything. He's not Drags. going to Montreal. There's no Drag- way you're paying him more than Suzuki. That's why and Ottawa California seemed like so. the
0: closest geographical fit. Drags, thank yeah. you. We'll see you next week here on Sabres Live. You guys, have a great weekend. There he is, Darren Drager from TSN. We're Are back we Friday? Right <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours